Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I gotta let this play a little bit. With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D O double G. West Coast. Shout out to Snoop Dogg. We go to Twitter and thank you on Twitter. Those of you, you guys are awesome on Twitter. You can get me at Rick Doc Walker, and uh, that is about if you've got the courage. Taz, he says, Doc, yesterday was my birthday. Hearing the great Bobby Beathard passed, I've been a Washington fan for 49 years. And watching him build the Super Bowl team's masterpiece, rest in power to the great one. That's awesome. That, that, that is, that is uh, that's good. Certified. My man. Uh, I see you, playboy, chopping it up with the OG, always. Those, when that, that canine signal goes out, man. The reaction is fantastic. Were you a Batman guy? Oh yeah, man, saving okay. Gotham. Okay, all right. Yeah, not everybody, not everybody, not everybody was. I mean, these youngins they grow up uh, with these tools, these toys. You know, like Linnell. You know, he's got Game Boy and all that. But if you didn't have, you know, Batman, Superman, and Count Dracula. I mean, it it was – Dracula has so much game. (laughs) I mean, I just – I really uh, had some good moments with that. I was thinking about – you know, it it popped up on me about the date, and I didn't want to be – I felt – I don't want to be disrespectful, but I had to be – handle my business and and say, you know, I couldn't get over – I'm looking at – I still only realized that we're in the new year, but we are. And then I go, wait a minute, two – Two twenty-two. Oh my goodness! It's been a year since it was announced that we are the Commanders, and I thought, "Wow, one year." It's kind of hard to remember sometimes. How do you judge the distance between time? And then thinking, a year. The campaign was two two twenty-two. And here we now are now at two two twenty three, and we're not going over the name. We're not doing that, but we are still trying to improve our game, and we're trying to get to the tournament playoffs. You know, we just we we've got to get being left out of this right now. Just absolutely sucks. I mean, you feel like if you ever. I never broke a leg or well, I had knee surgery in high school, but to where you were couldn't go play. You know, when you're young and you got a, something is stopping, you can't go outside and play. And when I say outside and play, I know you guys look at me like, what? Huh? What is what is that? Because you don't go outside and play. <laughs> no, you don't. Why would you? If I had these, what's the what's the thing y'all put on your head and you go VR you headset. VR? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My my kid, they they have that. And uh, I did it once. My uh, father, Oculus. father-in-law has one. Yeah. And it was so real 
I was like underwater, and a shark or something came at me. I almost ran out the room. So I said, you know what? I'm going to let that slide. I'm going to let y'all have that. Yeah, that was just way too real for me. I said, no, I don't need that. But at least you guys have it. But what you missed was going outside to play or going outside to do things. And it's really amazing to me that an entire generation would be wiped out that doesn't go out. You know, I looked out. You don't see kids out hooping, driveway. What is that? They're inside playing it, you know, doing Madden. They don't go out. We we were in the backyard. You playing tag, flag, tackle, whole thing. What? What is that? I'm playing Madden. People, The language now is Madden, you know, and we look at games and we go, well, what's the spread? That was never discussed as I grew up. Never, ever. Why? Because it was illegal. Not that they didn't want to do it. People were wagering, but they weren't talking about it. So I understand. I understand y'all. I really, and I'm learning. I mean, <laughs> and I think it's fascinating because it's not a negative, it's a positive. You ask anybody that had to go walk, like hitchhiking, you don't even know what hitchhiking is. It's not even, I don't know if it's even legal now. But you call it thumb. We thumb. You go out hitchhike. Yeah, my dad's told me some stories from back in the day when he yeah. used to hitchhike. Yeah, we'll see all these predators out here now. You don't want nobody hitchhiking. You wish you would hitchhike, but I'm just saying, it, it changes. Things do change, but the game itself that went from, I remember some of my best conversations with Sonny Jurgensen is when he talked about calling his, I always went, Sonny, I interviewed Sonny on ProView. Sonny, what was it like calling plays? And it was a different huddle because you could almost negotiate a play. You could say, yo, Sonny, hey, 989. You could call your number, get him to call your number. or But he, he was a CEO in the huddle calling plays. And they took that out, and it was a power play. And I don't blame them. Salaries escalate because you had, they increased the value of the guy on the sideline by being the play caller. Now, the quarterbacks are still making a fortune, but they're actually doing far less work. Now they actually have a microphone in your helmet. Now, think about it. That era, the era Sonny Jurgensen era, they had to figure it out. He was his OC. He was his own. He, he called everything. The quarterback ran the game. Now they make $30, $40, 50000000 million a year, and they tell them what to do. Because the, the, it swinged economically, now the coach's worth is values increased. You think Tom Brady couldn't have called his plays? Yeah, he could have. But they, they don't allow that to happen. And then there's the GOAT. And how can a guy, 45, be among the best, if not the best, you know, in the league? And now, is that system or is that Tom? Tom changed teams. What would the story have been like had he never left New England? Think about it. He got greater going to a team that had a different culture. Bruce Arians is the antithesis of Belichick. You know, Bruce doing a can. Can you see Belichick with a can go? <laughs> never. Never. You can win in a number of different ways. But it starts at the quarterback position. The decisions that are made here, and I hear, you know, a lot of scuttlebutt people out of the – they're going to be at the East Western Shrines or at, you know, the Reese's Peanut Butter game and Senior Bowl, all that. I love how the, the company <clears throat> just flipped that. It's one of the great experiences I've had in the media It's covering the Senior Bowl. And actually did a broadcast, did a game one year in the booth for the Senior Bowl. When you do a regular game, every, you got 22 different people on the field. In this case, they went to 22 different schools. I mean, it is one of the most exciting yet difficult work weeks of your life. You're at practice. They hide you here. These guys get to see people kicking punts and PATs. There you're going from drill to drill watching guys, some of the best to play college football, going head to head. I think you you gain so much simply by being in that environment 
And now they're letting a lot of coaches who are coordinators, you know, call the plays or the position coaches. So you're gaining a lot of experience for your coordinators. As much as I like being me, I like being me a lot. But it's a risk. He's never called a play. He's not been the guy calling plays. And if I were him, I think I'd never leave Kansas City until they sucked. And believe me, I, I don't know if I'm leaving Kansas City. But again, he wants to do it his way, but he's never done it. So the hire in that is going to be risky. You still experiment. Say what you say what you want to say. But I just thought that was interesting to come back and go two two twenty two, and a year later, which you, which you know how you feel about it, and you 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 have to at some point feel like. It wasn't a disaster. It was promising in a lot of different ways. And I say that based on the talent that that has been identified here. But then, you know, I can talk. Cam, the Cam Curls, those kind of guys to me, that reminds me of Bethard's run and give. That reminds me of that. Yeah, Chase, I think Chase is going to be fantastic if he adapts. If he adapts, he will. He did. If Deron, Deron Payne adapted, he also had Coach Z. I don't want that understated. Because I've heard some of you, not you personally, but some of you have referenced him as a bank robber. Oh, why all of a sudden in money bag? Yeah, and all of a sudden Deron started putting. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. He developed more technique. His game expanded because he got better teaching. And he's a student of the game, and he followed instructions. Don't sleep on Coach Z and Ryan Kerrigan. That's what I want to see out of coaches. In your unit, there ought to be somebody elite in your unit that you help go. Look at the secondary. We lost our secondary coach. Look what they did, the job they did. I think that is the worst thing. I, I could almost throw up in my mouth. Because the job that was done and the development of those players. So in order to win, you got to have good players. And they have to be locked in all the way. Charlie Brown, downtown Charlie Brown, is going to uh, to join us. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, stay on the line if you're there and listen to, <clears throat> I'm telling you what, 87. This dude, freak of nature, balled out. And he's a world champion. Back in a moment. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Biggie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This goes out to you. This goes out to you and you and you. CB, when you know when they just refer to you by your initials, you're a bad man. <laughs> this brother here was, he was a shot in the arm. It's like when you go through a transition, throughout Bobby Beathard's reign, this program became, it was it became a dynasty. But in building it up and putting those bricks down, laying that foundation, I don't know, there are very few people had a bigger impact on the success of that than the young man out of South Carolina State University. He wore 87 here, <laughs> Charlie Brown, and he joins us now. CB, how you doing, man? Man, Rick Walker, I'm doing great, Doc. Just doing great, man. I'm in Vegas for the East West Shrine Bowl. I do some voluntary work with them, so I'm having a blast. Every time I hear... In my mind, I just go, I hear it in the huddle, Joe Theismann going, split right tight, zoom, 787, wide cross sneak. And when you said 787, I know, uh-oh. I go, I said, Lord, have mercy. And then it would be ultimately, you know, the posse did some magnificent things. The Smurfs did some magnificent things. But what got it started, what got this wheel going was downtown Charlie Brown what do you remember about your relationship with Bobby? Because he select, he saw something in you that some yes. people didn't see. He saw it before they did. And what yes. was that relationship like? Well, we had an awesome relationship. But, Rick, it uh, started back uh, in the NFL draft. Um, you know, Bobby came down and Coach Charlie Taylor had told them that, you know, there's a receiver down there at South Carolina State uh, by the name of Charlie Brown, that you all need to go and see because they were recruiting or they were scouting Edwin Bailey, our big offensive lineman who played 12 years in the league with yep. Seattle. Yep. So Bobby and Coach Bugs came down and, and they worked me out. Uh, we worked out forever. And, of course, you know, Bobby was a great athlete. Yep. You know, Bobby threw about, gosh, Doc, I know it was close to about 100 balls to me. <laughs> and uh, I did not drop one. So the workout was over with. So, you know, I went on the bench and sat down and and uh, for about maybe five or six minutes, and Bobby came back and said, uh, Charlie, you don't mind catching a, a few more other balls for me? <laughs> so he threw a few more other balls, and, of course, I didn't drop any. But I just had this great feeling that he was going to draft me. You know, he just gave me that indication so on draft day, um, you know, he called and he said, you know, Charlie, we just selected you in the eighth round. And I said, thank you. He said, no, Charlie, thank you. So I sort of knew our relationship was going to be special from that point, and I was going to have a great opportunity to be something special in Washington. Well, and that you were. And I know anybody, all parents <clears throat> talk to their children and they say, you know, if they have five, six kids, they all the same. But the firstborn, there's some things you experience that you can never experience it twice. Absolutely. I don't care what anybody said. And so yeah. what what we experienced and the Super Bowl, that run and that push, and even more than that, the championship games, you know, and getting to that point. When you slowed down against Dallas, you <laughs> were trying to catch <laughs> the funniest thing. I can't get this out of my mind. Did you decelerate it after these cats yeah. trying to catch you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you that always want to them cowboys. <laughs> I know. That was that was so dirty of you. And I think and, about that huddle and Joe Theismann and that, 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 that memorable game. Um, you started things off. The game is, is described 
as how the last eight, nine plays went, running 50 gut. But it all started. Right. It all started when you hit that seam. Yes. <laughs> Talk yes. us through that. Well, you know, in practice, you have a feel of what's going to happen during mm-hmm. the game. Right. You know, certain things that you're great at, mm-hmm. you know, coming from a, a offensive from a receiving standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know where Thousman is going to throw the ball, uh, when he's going to throw it, and what's going to work, you know, against a team, um, you know, that you're seeing on film. And um, I just sort of hit a second gear right down the seam, and you know, I expected the ball, and you know, he threw a, a perfect ball to me. Yeah, he did, and and you wheeled it in. Um, a lot of fans don't realize that some of the greatest moments that happen with highly competitive teams take yes. place in practice. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'll tell Absolutely. you what, man, seeing you and, and, Ver- and Virgin, them guys running, I used to call it a shimmy four. <laughs> I don't know what you called it. I don't even know how you did it. But I've never seen anybody come down and, and shimmy and come out that four. But i never seen nobody cover you. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's basically a, a little shake, uh, but you still put your foot in the ground, but you do it with a little shake. And, you know, you got to come out to the precise uh, direction or angle where you're going to be flat and not heading up to the safety. Right. You know, where the safety is not going to be a threat to you. But, uh, man, that was one of my favorite routes. And, um, you know, Coach Gibbs called my number several times. He did. And but, your pads, you know, his, Eminem, his pads would be bouncing. Uh, not only was he yeah. shimmying, but the pads would be going up as a distraction. Okay. I always thought, how in the heck does he do that? But, you know, I think yeah. about the Smurfs a lot, man. And uh, there was this team, I thought, and I've said this, had we been privy to social media with that group? Yes. <laughs> we may not have won a game because I'm going to tell you, yeah. we, we would have been filming and doing so many crazy things with these scaldy subgroups, Pearl Harbor Group, the Fun Bunch. I mean, yeah. it was uh, the, Mr. D. So many elements, the hogs. It, it just – and camaraderie. And I say the closest teams win the most. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and I firmly believe in that too. But I think all of that, Rick, really – started with Bobby and how he carried himself mm-hmm. as a professional. You know, he he was laid back, um, you know, very disciplined. And he drafted guys that gelled together. You know, you look at us as a as a receiving core. Mm-hmm. Um, and our whole football team, we never had any type of animosity. And I know we took on the personality of our head coach, but we also took on the personality of our general manager. That is true, and Bobby was a people guy, nothing yes. pretentious about him, and yes. you talk about a gym rat. I yes. mean, him, Dick, Charlie, those guys, they put in hours with passion, and they found pearls. They didn't care what yes. school you went to. They didn't care anything about how you fit into this, and again, to have discovered and found Joe Gibbs. Now, I don't remember Coach going on a whole bunch of interviews that year. That was no. a tip in the discovery by Bobby Beathard, yeah. and for those guys all to be gold jacket ballers is really great. Tell us what you're doing right now with the with the college all-star game. Well, you know, I talked to some of the kids, um, you know, hang out with a lot of meetings with the Shriners mm-hmm. in, in preparation of things that they do, just not with the all-star team. But mm-hmm. um, he worked, um, the Shriners work a lot with Coach Joe Gibbs racing. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, very close, and um, they're gonna. Uh, Coach Gibbs is gonna be a sponsor of the Shriners uh, this year coming up. Okay. Uh, Ty Gibbs, um, his grandson drove the '54 car this past year, which was a big treat for me because we all watched it right next to Coach Gibbs in the pit. Wow. So you know, it's just been amazing. You know, doing some work with the Shriners. Of course, the Shriners. Um, we do a lot of things with the kids. Um, you know, Alex is our uh, sponsor. Um, is our uh, sponsor as far as commercials. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells his story. You know how much the Shriners have helped him and a lot of kids like him with 
you know, certain disabilities. So, and that's right up my alley, you know, giving back. And that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to be involved with organizations like the Shriner, uh, like my foundation, where we give back to underprivileged kids and communities. So, you know, it's a big treat for me. But, you know, I'm having a ball doing it, you know, just trying to do God's work and, and, and trying to put a positive image, just not on kids, but in our society as well. Yeah, the Shriners East-West game, it, I was fortunate to be a part of. It used to be in San Francisco, Palo Alto. Oh, yeah. And, and, that, and that was a great, great honor. And our coaches were Eddie Robinson and Tom Landry. Wow. Dude, it was. Wow. And I tell Doug Williams every chance I get, I don't know how you play for Coach Rob. It is, <laughs> you know how we practice with Joe. Yes. It was that on steroids. And you only had two people, just me and Hasselbeck. Well, on our side, wow. man, you 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 don't get no. There's only two people per position. And wow. Coach Rob, man, he said he said, "Hey, cats, we ain't here just to be here. We here to win it." And he yeah. he wasn't about just being in it. He was in it. He was in it to win it. Got to ask you, who do yeah. you who do you like in the Big Bowl, Super Bowl? Uh, yeah, you know. Um, I, I think the Eagles, when I look at the Eagles, they got the most complete team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play great defense. Their offensive line going to be the key to the game. I, I just don't think there's a defensive line in, in NFL football that can really handle the Eagles. And uh, Jalen Hurts is playing lights out. Uh, they got good wideouts on the outside that can play with anybody. Um, you know, one, two guys. Uh, you got the rookie from um, – from Alabama Smith, mm-hmm. then you got A.J. Brown. I mean, they got a good tight end. I, I just think it's going to be the Eagles. I, I think it's going to be the Eagles. And if Kansas City is not um, uh, not playing up to their capability, it could get out of hand. But the Eagles are just a dominant team. You know, they, they really are. But that's who I like. Yeah, they are dominant, and again, and so is Kansas City. I just heard, I, I, if Jalen was a, was a hundred percent healthy, yeah. I would like them more. I just don't know that if he can toss it the way he's going to have to toss it. But you know, that's the beauty of it, and that's why they play it. And uh, yeah. before we let you go, your thoughts on the retirement of the goat, Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady is, is one of the guys I respect, you know, from a, a professional football. Everything that he's done, um, and I really didn't want to see the guy retire. I mean, I just wanted to see him push for another Super Bowl. But, you know, I respect his decision. Um, I think he's done so much for football, um, you know, from the NFL standpoint. And, you know, I, I wish him well, but I would have liked to see him play at least one more year. I would like to see him play with the uh, um, Las Vegas Raiders mm-hmm. to join his old uh, offensive coordinator. He already knows the system. He doesn't have to learn another system. But, um, you know, maybe he's thinking of this thing a little different from what he did last year. So, you know, I commend him on all of his awards, his accolades, you know, being the GOAT. Uh, anytime you can win seven Super Bowls and uh, played in, what, nine or ten, I mean, I don't know who's going to top that ever. You know, so um, he's the greatest and he's the GOAT. No doubt about it. Uh, Michael got some questions for you, man. He He's a, he's a gamer, and uh, anytime okay. we can give our listeners an edge as to how they might yeah. want to go in that direction, he's the guy, Michael. Uh, Charlie, congratulations on a great career, but I want to, you know, go back to your your work with the youth. Uh, head or uh, you know wide receiver coach at Marlboro County High School, and uh, you know always yeah. involved with uh, younger athletes. What is some advice or like your go-to advice that you give to young receivers as they try to progress into the college level? Uh, I try to tell them you know to play the game with a passion. Uh, your worth ethics got to be on top. You know, don't let anybody outwork you. Um, have full concentration on what you want to do in life. Just not as far as preparing to be a receiver, but, you know, taking that next step, you know, do you want to go to college? Um, Do you want to graduate from college? Um, Do you want to play pro football? And, you know, a lot of kids just ain't going to be able to play pro football. But, you know, I always tell them, I'm never going to tell you what you can't do. 
you know, because I'm quite sure people told me the same thing. You know, it was very small. You know, we're about 150 bucks uh, pounds when I went to uh, South Carolina State. So, you know, I just encourage kids to play this game with a passion and, you know, let it take you to where you want to go. And as you mentioned, the Super Bowl, there's, a, you know, some solid wideouts in that game. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Travis Kelsey on the other side of the field at the tight end position. Uh, but not necessarily in this game, but in the NFL as a whole, who are some of your favorite receivers to watch play the game? Oh, man, there's so many, you know. Um, you know, I like, you know, Devontae Adams. I like A.J. Brown. Um, I like the kid out of Dallas. You know, I've liked him ever since coming out of college. C.D. Lamb? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Doc, mm-hmm. when, um, when the Cowboys drafted him, mm-hmm. I called Joe Washington because, you know, Joe was working at Oklahoma at the time. That's right. I said, gosh darn it, Joe, we got to play against him twice a year. <laughs> but um, I had a, a lot of respect for C.D. Lamb. I, I think he's a very good receiver. Um, but it's, it's a whole lot of guys, man. Tyreek Hill. You know, Waddle down and um, and uh, Miami. Those those guys are nightmares, man. And um, but there's so many guys in the league that I, I really like, and um, you know they they have done a, a great job, and, and uh, you know they play this game with high passion. Yeah, my era of football, the running back. As I grew up, the running backs were it was the, that was the guy, the quarterbacks, but the running backs. Now it's yeah. the receivers. It's no doubt Absolutely. about it. I mean, it, it is like if you had one stud, I mean, you were doing well. Everybody had a guy. And right. we had in the multiples here. What separated, I think, the team here was having multiples. Now everybody's got a posse. Yeah. Everybody's Everybody. got one. Everybody's got one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah. it's like the game has morphed. The rules have dictated that because you can't touch the quarterback, although Philadelphia found a way to legally touch them and get rid of yes. them. And, and I'm with yes. you on their ferocious pass rush. Uh, yes. Bosa got the ink, but the Eagles got the pelts, and they got Absolutely. two of them in one game. So that to me, and I love Mahomes. I love what he does. It's interesting. Uh, watching football without having a horse in the race is a different element. That's why wagering yeah, is so important, yeah. I think this is one game where the chief is going to miss Tyreek Hill. And I know they got through the regular season with him, yep. without him. I know they got, but I just said, man, this guy, this guy will change the course of a game. It's amazing. And they don't have Tyreek Hill. I think that's going to be um, a big negative for the Chiefs, too. I do like Mahomes. I do like Kelsey. But I think what the Eagles are probably going to do is double Kelsey and make somebody else beat them. Yeah, the Bengals didn't you know? do that. As good as nice yeah, as their defense was, they just didn't. I mean, I'd have two, yeah. three, would have forced him to go somewhere else, and they didn't do Absolutely. it. CB, good luck yeah. with the game, man. Stay in touch with us. Let, Let us know any way we can do or put anything out on social that you need to okay. support your efforts, all right? Okay, and call them anytime, guys. You got it, man. My man, CB. All right. Charlie Brown, as coach would say, simply one of the best. Let's light it up. <clears throat> we'll throw out the the logos in the sky now, calling all canines. Let's roll this thing out online. Don't forget, 2-2-23. Two, two, I was listening to Andy Reid on B. Mitch and Finley this week, and I have a great deal of um, I'm very I'm fond of Big Red and a guy who is it, it's hard for me to even imagine that Big Red was let go in Philadelphia. I mean, he never sucked. It wasn't like he fell. They had some disappointment in the Super Bowl, but Big Red, innovative. I mean, always giving you something offensively that if you're not playing, how do you plan for it? Like the lateral deal for them, they didn't execute it well, but the whole idea of that 
was brilliant. I just love that. And I never see it unless he's playing, his team is playing. The things that they do from the plus 10 yard to go on the goal line situation, plus 10 and in, nobody does that. I love when they do that shuffle pass. To, it's usually to Kelsey, but they'll send like someone in motion, fake handoff. Nobody off, else does and it. And then just shuffle it to Kelsey, two yard touchdown. Nobody else does it. I love that type of I stuff. I mean, the dude is just, and B. Mitch, you know, he, he just raves about, about him and how uh, we saw him. I wasn't raving about him at the Eagles, he was hard to beat. But it is really interesting. The uh, contrast of styles. If this were boxing, I know our, my dear friend Tom Levero, we'd be talking about styles of boxers. This is really unique in the style that the Eagles, <clears throat> really, it's George Foreman. I mean, they're coming in to bust your ribs up. Larry, uh, 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 met with a kid, he, his, his father, he coached in the NFL, um, beat Ali. Boy, I just went blank. Ken Norton. Ken Norton. Line up on you and just and the best fight I've ever seen is Hagler Hearns. Three rounds in Philadelphia. In terms of it's the closest thing to MMA that I've ever seen. And MMA MMA to me is just incredible. Unless that's your kid in the ring. Can you imagine if your son is M N M M A? No, man, it's a very violent game. It is. I mean, sport. How, how could you attend it and be ringside, and somebody's taking their elbow and they're just crushing the kid's skull? How the fact that this is televised, but we love it, barbaric. We love it. The NFL, they didn't lose any listeners or viewers. Let me let me preface that. But I remember when Tom Jackson and um, they used to do a show. It was called, was it just got knocked up or not knocked up, but uh, knocked out? I I couldn't wait to see the. They were just big hits. Now they banned it. They don't they don't do it anymore. But MMA does. And I don't know how you throw a match at MMA, dude. I I I I am mesmerized by the level of violence and the, and the women. Just as nasty, violent. You can kick, knead, gore. I mean, it's- there's a woman MMA fighter, uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Mm-hmm. She is awesome to watch. She's super explosive, but just well rounded. She's one of my favorite female MMA fighters to watch because I, you know, I'm a big MMA guy. Oh, I know you are. You do anything to make money off. That's why I like you. You, you an entrepreneur, constantly looking at a way to up the ante, and I don't blame you. I mean, I, I get it. It's um, it is that is <laughs> that is so interesting to me. But this week, you know, a lot of teams lose the Super Bowl this week because it's so odd. Unless you have a buy now that the league, everybody has a buy, you become more comfortable with this. You know, Andy Reid's record coming off buys is almost flawless, and there's certain coaches that have a knack for that. Um, listening about Tom Brady and all the accolades that Tom has been receiving from people, and so what makes him unique, the people that played with him, how he ratchet, ratcheted up his intensity in practice and in meetings, being just serious as a heart attack about preparation. All those little things. If one now. New England was never described. You didn't look at them as a bunch that was having a lot of fun. The fun is winning. The fun is winning. If you're not winning, it's not fun. Now, other people have done it a different way, and I give Bruce Aarons a lot of credit. I don't think he really got his credit because he went against the grain. You know, they still had fun. You know, he was like, let's sling this thing. Let's go. He had a different approach to it. But – this week, I remember Gibbs talking about, and B. Mitch was involved in it, again, because it was violent. I know some of your practices, you have to back off. You got to get people not to kill each other. You're trying to get to that game. Now you're in it the week before, and you're practicing. Everybody's juiced up, going for it, trying to give you the best look, and the guys on the scout team are trying to murder you. They're trying to give you the best look. And you find yourself going, that is not the week you want to bone bruise. That's not the week you want to 
dislocate a finger. You know, you it's almost more preparation in this as the prom. I mean, you're just trying to make sure, or your wedding day, or you're trying to make sure everything is right. Then you got to negotiate the tickets and what they don't talk to you about. And next week, I'll go day by day on what happens on those specific days. Today, the, all the plans are going in. I mean, everything by fr- everything be implemented by Friday. They want to go down there and just rehearse. Plus, you don't have privacy there. See, you the espionage things. Remember, there was a Super Bowl. People were I won't mention the teams. New England was credited about filming their opponent. It's practices. Now, when you go to the Super Bowl, it's a circus. So it's hard to implement trick plays because there's eyeballs on you. Now, I know they've got new bubbles and all that. There's eyeballs everywhere. So you put in all your strategic things now. You know, now you're going through it. So uh, do you think when Sean Payton, remember when they played the Colts in the Super Bowl and they went onside to start the second half? Mm-hmm. Do you think that was something that they had been planning on throughout the season? Like if, yep. like in a big game we're going to use yep. it? Absolutely. Okay, because that was a Yeah, all the best trick plays, call. you work on them in training camp. You work on things and never run it. That way no one see you can't be, because people are spying all the time. I'm a big George Allen fan. And George, he had people up in the trees out at the old Redskins Park making sure nobody else was. I mean, they're getting the rent hotel spaces around you, just film you from hotel room. It's, you'd be surprised what people are going to do to try to get an edge. And then the overwhelming schedules that take place Super Bowl week and um, the obligations, the media, not just your local media, the entire world is there. World, and it is covered as a worldwide event, and so you got to be able to. Uh, I covered a game. I, I told a story about Joe Schreiber, my old colleague over at uh, NBC Four, and it's ironic because it was the Niners Bengals, and on game day, you know, I think it was staying with Stanley Wilson. I could be wrong; it's possible, could be, but boom, cocaine out, not playing in the game. Now, you've gone through all this, and then you lose your running back before the game. Crum ride. They had an outstanding all-pro defensive tackle. Got his knee torn up first quarter. There are things that happen throughout the game you have to adjust for. I think the eye-opening experience for us in Super Bowl Seventeen was when Walker returned that kick. You want to, get, you want to be woken up or shocked into reality? Don't score first. The pressure of trailing in an NFC championship or so is overwhelming. Remember when uh, Devin Hester returned the opening kickoff? Dude, that is, I, and that was, I'm not saying Miami. That, yeah, that was in Miami because Devin Colts Hester Miami. played at Miami. So it was like a hometown right, game right. for him. Yeah, I was there. Oh, you were there? Yeah, I was there. That place erupted. Yeah, it's just stupid. That was back in the day when, um, I guess not back in the day, mm-hmm. but when, when you had the opening kickoff, all the flashes would go off. You're right. So technology, you know what? That's a great point. See, young people bring a lot to the table. I'm taking notes. Obviously, the technology changed that. But prize fights used to be bigger than that. Be like a bulb theft be going off. But yeah, Super Bowl is, um, I'd like to say it'd be great if everyone could experience one. But that's not going to happen. That's why I believe that the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship games will be sold, and they will be at neutral sites. They're going to make a fortune because it's going to be a shade under the Super Bowl. Corporate Super Bowls for corporate and the wealthy. A lot of regular folk are being priced out of regular season games, let alone a championship. I mean, I hear now that people are paying 100 bucks to park. In stadiums. Are you kidding me? Not at all. Yeah, D- Dan Orlovsky, I think, was talking on ESPN uh, two weeks ago for the Niners game. <laughs> yeah, Philly, three. Right? 300. Three bills. For just parking. Wow. That's where we're headed. So if it's three bills to park for a championship game, what do you think Super Bowl is? 
Don't even think about it. You'd be better off flying a helicopter in it. I'm telling you, <clears throat> this thing is getting out of hand. So the, the, the demand of the public will force it. These games will be sold, and they are going to be mega. As a guy who grew up on the West Coast and Rose Bowl was everything, not as four Rose Bowls. They call it championship series. They move it around. You never thought that would happen. I'm looking on SeatGeek right now. Mm-hmm. The cheapest ticket, and this is without fees, almost $5,000. And that's to sit in the nosebleeds. And with fees, if I just had to guess, it's probably rounds up to like 6000 Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. No doubt about it. I mean, and it, and it is, but it's a, a, a glorious event if you win. And But the corporate America deal, the halftime show, all the things that go on that, but day by day in what you're doing. And I'll never forget in Pasadena where the game was, but we stayed in Orange County. And I, I, I just can't tell you how big it was to have Sam Lagarde's barbecue slow cooker travel all the way there so we could have those ribs. At so, the hotel. It's funny you say that. So you were talking about that yesterday, and I went home. My dad was listening to the show, and he had stories about Sam, you know, eating his ribs before the game and then so going to the game. your old man bleeds burgundy and gold. Oh, yeah. He was at the Super Bowl against the Bills. Really? Yep. My oh, dad's, okay. Yeah, he's burgundy and gold. Uh, way, All right. Yeah, it goes way back into, uh, you know, generations before him. Well, yeah, and that's the thing that I don't want to lose. What your father represents to me and, and a lot of our listeners – is a Jesse Jackson quote to keep hope alive, but seriously, not to give up. You know, we've lost a lot of people, and we've lost a lot, but you also, and I'm not mad at you, especially young people, the more I focus on it, the fact that I've got three of them, they've never seen them really good. The oldest is, I think, 34. I mean, that's it. Suppose you were in Cincinnati, but now Cincinnati been Super Bowl. Cleveland, I repeatedly talk about the Browns backers because they are legit. They don't, they don't budge. It's packed no matter what. And I think the Browns now have become, after we've stopped talking about their quarterbacks, massages, the least, least talked about team in the NFL. And I guarantee you they're going to flip that. That kid's really good. Shows you how you could be great. You get away from it, your mind gets cluttered. He looked ordinary. You know, he, he flashed a little bit, it just wasn't there. You need those reps. You got to be in the flow. You got to be, this is not something you do part time. Yeah, you got to be, you got to be all in. Otherwise, you know, it's just not going to happen for you. I can't wait to see what Hoffman has uh, on display. It's actually Linnell. Are you kidding me? Nope. It's Linnell the next two days. Hoffman's on uh, vacation, so Big L's got the drive time oh, home. Oh, no. Well, you know what? If I'd have known, if I'd have known that, I would have invited him in just to get a preview. So he's got to work with Baby Iverson. Yep. Oh, that's the duo. Goodness. Man, that's, that would be um, – that's going to be fun. I can't wait to hear. Um, can't wait to hear that, baby, baby, baby AI. He's got a um, got a new hairdo, which is interesting to me. You know, young people, man, they are always put there's some kind of chemical. Today, how do you have waves on your hair on you know one day and not the next? You tell me. You got any idea? No, I'm not sure. But I am getting memories on my Snapchat, like, you know, this time last year. You might be hard to believe, Doc, but I was rocking a mullet. You got to show me. Don't tell me something that you can show me. Okay, I'll show you a picture once we get off. You had a mullet. Wow. (laughs) Well, you know what? Um, If you pull back historically and look at what people have done, I mean, there'd be so many laughs. As a matter of fact, I always thought one day of the year there ought to be a throwback where people have to post the most ridiculous phase in their life and what they look like, whether it was Jerry Curl. My deal would be Jerry Curl. It would be something like a Jerry Curl or, or something that. That's part of youth. 
I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just say, hey, it was funny if you can get a laugh at it. But uh, no, Linnell Willingham. Wow, wow. Okay, you just you just lit me up. Tomorrow it's uh, it's be good to hear from Daryl Green. Brother Green is uh, a gold jacket guy who is a great teammate. I mean, a great teammate. And seeing him run a forty-yard dash in minicamp looks like he's striding. And they say four two or whatever. You just unbelievable. You can't you can't get over it. All right, we got baby AI and baby Huey coming up here right now. Uh, Eminem, you scalded it as always. Hit it out the park. Appreciate all of you that participated. Uh, Big L, you know he acted like he didn't get my message. We were going to entertain him and let him preview his show. I'm always here. It just Well, I didn't know you we were trying to invite you in. I, you know, so you I was, share with the public. I was signing autographs, so kissing I babies. Were, I mean, that was a lot to do. Yeah, you were many, many you a mini celebrity. You know. Yeah, so uh what's coming up on the Hawkins show? We got a lot, man. I know you all hit on it. The one year anniversary of the Commanders. We'll have uh two twenty three. Two two twenty three. We'll have uh, Michael Phillips from the Richmond oh, Times Richmond Dispatch to talk about that. Oh, boy. Uh, we'll talk about the Eagles a little bit and, and take a peek ahead at the bowl. We'll have Ruben Frank from uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia hop on with us. And then we'll talk quarterback, D.O.C. Well, you did some work today, huh? Uh-huh. I got some work. I got super producer Anthony Haney with me today, man. It's no, no. A lot of turbulence. Super producer AI. Ooh, excuse me. Yeah, we don't want to I thought it was baby AI. Well, baby AI. Yeah. But we don't want to say the whole man's name. That's exactly. Man. Come exactly. On. Man, you know he got people looking guy. for him. He got a new hairdo, too. He got he the did. chemical. He just pressed No, it. he got the chemical. <laughs> <laughs> I told him when he walked in, he looked like a... Um, he looked, he looked like Stevie Wonder. He's like a fly farmer. Yeah, he did. He did. That's a good deal. He got his All right, own. y'all knock it out the park. God yes, bless sir. y'all. Do the right thing. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.